There is no gray. Just black and white. If you can, get us Hillary Clinton's emails. Please, Russia, please. This is the truth. Please get us the emails. This is Danny Land. Darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. Turn out the podcast. Where's the wind? We need the wind. My friends, how are you? The name is Danny Chekolinski. Now to enjoy, if you're, if you're brand new to the podcast, come on in and welcome. To enjoy the show, you need to do one thing, and that's to be comfortably seated. You stare straight ahead. You don't react when I reach into your billfold or your, your handbag, and I take all your worldly possessions. Random uh, observation be, uh, before we begin. You, you ever seen a local car commercial that was done by the guy that owned the car shop? You see it all the time. You go to any market in the world. And by the way, I have dominated major markets throughout the country in morning radio when I was there. And then they tried to tell me what to say. And then I walked away. And now I say this. But every single city that I worked in, every single city, they had a local car guy that demanded or just you know, insisted that he does his own TV car commercial. And it's a... Look, free advice here. Don't do them. They don't work. You look silly. And by the way, everybody that works in a car lot is somebody that you don't want to associate with in person. That's why they're at the car place. It's a congregation of people you don't want to be with. 90% of the world is stupid. That's our mission statement. Welcome to the 10%. Again, Danny Chekolinski, the name. Actually, the legal name. Let, let me give you a little, little... Let me tell you something about me. The legal name. I was born Ralph Chekolinski. Okay, I have an uncle with the same name. He's 10 years older than me. Well, much better looking, much more successful, but then he brings it up all the time. However, I don't... Or I didn't think it was fair because I'm kind of a lightning rod personality. Kind of a controversial figure, if you will. So I didn't think it was fair that he would get all the grief because this, this started you know, when I was in high school. I went on to college, and I became very politically active. And, and oh, imagine that. I mean, politically active. And then I you know, shut my mouth up, and I wrote editorial pieces. And again, I'm a great writer as well. So I started attracting attention. I changed my name to Danny Douglas when I got into radio. And then when I came back to Cleveland in 97, I went back to Chekolinski. So if you went to high school with me, you'll know me as Ralph. If you met me after, uh, I don't know, 1985, you know me as, as Danny. And if you met me last night in my frilly frocks, you know me as Laura. But Sable is my dancing name. All right, you want to dance? Let's do it right here. There we go. All right. Let's go, guys. Little, uh, little hip on the tip there. <laughs> it's showtime, ladies. La, 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 la. All right, enough of this nonsense, okay. Uh, Willoughby, Ohio is where I live. That's 20 miles east of Cleveland, so we understand exactly where I'm at. I, I do the show from my basement. I live in the dungeon. 95% of my day is spent right right here. Uh, microphone, computer screen, TV, police scanner, computer screen, and uh, some, uh, some Ben Gay and a pipe, and I'm not making it up. All right, been a good week. First, first week of the year without a doctor's appointment. And I'm thinking to myself, because I got one coming up on Monday, maybe they just, maybe they just gave up. And, you know, they said, look, sir, we've taken enough of your money. We can't take any more. 
All right, what do we got going on today? I'm going to explain why I don't own a car. That's right, I'm 55 years old. I'm going to be 56. I don't own a car. There's a reason for it. My thoughts on women and when they should cut their hair. Big topic on my Facebook feed this week. Uh, staying with the ladies, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk women nose piercings and why uh, why women with nose per- piercings or any type of piercings. And I, I figured this out by doing a lot of research and development uh, at many local pubs throughout my life. And uh, one more thing here. I'm, gonna, I'm finally going to leave the house on Saturday. And this has been planned for about a month and a half. I'm, uh, the last time I did something like this where I had a, a big excursion planned from outside of the house, I was coming to Cleveland to look at uh, condos, and I ended up getting uh, arrested and banned for life from the Charlotte International Airport. If you don't know the story, it's worth sticking around for. All right, it all starts with the Daytona 500, uh, which began on, on Sunday. The president was there. Um... Absolutely amazing. It's Trump being Trump. 200,000. No, like I said, not, you really think that Trump's a NASCAR fan? Trump is a fan of fans. Trump is a fan of attention. So Trump, you know, he buzzes the freaking stadium with Air Force One. <laughs> then he gets in that stupid beast, that limo. And he does a lap before the race kicks off. Even the drivers were into this thing here. Listen to this. This is truly an historic first. A sitting United States president pacing the field for the great American race. He said he wanted to do a lap. He's going to do it. And are the drivers excited about this? Well, here's Clint Boyer's radio. He's going to pace the field? Yep. <laughs> Love it. Gosh, it's awesome. <laughs> You still pacing out there, Bill? Can you see what's going on? I can't wait to get out of this car, flush my teeth with a rope, and French kiss my sister. I'm going to blow my nose now. Hold on. Excuse me. All right. Then the rains came on Sunday, and then the race was delayed until Monday. And it seemed that on Monday, and then let me just give you a little backstory here. I'm kind of new to the whole NASCAR thing. I absolutely love sports. Football's my number one thing. Baseball's probably second. Uh, hockey, third. And I'm trying to wrap my arms around something in the offseason of football, whether it, uh, albeit the uh, XFL or, or NASCAR. So Daytona 500, the inaugural event of the season for, for the sport. And again, it, it is a sport. It's not just somebody making a left-hand turn. I was that guy. Oh, they're making a left-hand turn. It's a little bit more than that. These guys are great athletes. They're really, uh, they're really in shape. They're well conditioned. But uh, anyhow, you get towards the end. That's where you're taking with a, when I say we or they. It's the uh, the drivers. They're taking a lot more risks. They're trying to win the race. They're bumping into people. They're pushing forward. They're uh, you know they're they're trying to win. Trying to win for them, they're trying to win for the team. It's uh, kind of an interesting uh, sport. And this uh, this horrific crash happened, and Ryan Newman went airborne. He, it was terrible. He landed on the hood, and the car started on fire. And quite frankly, folks, I mean, I thought I witnessed somebody dying. And uh, I got, uh, I don't know this guy. I don't have any connection to the guy, but, you know, I got kind of emotional. I did. Um... Denny Hamlin won the, the, the race, all right? But you could tell he was just not ready. To, he wasn't ready to party, party during the, uh, the post-race 
press conference because when he went, but a lot of people are criticized the guy. He was like, yeah, I want to raise it. Well, yeah, because he didn't see what happened. All right, he didn't know the severity of the crash. Give him a break. But uh, you could just hear the emotion in his voice. Yeah, it just um, it's a it's a weird balance of you know excitement and happiness for yourself, but obviously uh, someone's health and their family's you know bigger than any win in any any sport. So yeah, um, you know we're we're just hoping for the best. You know, you kind of feel for the guy. He was the here. He is. He wins the biggest race of the year, but he's also, you know, you can see where he's a human being. These guys make millions of dollars a year driving a car, breaking the law by going fast. Can you go faster, sir? It's kind of ironic, isn't it? And uh, what I noticed too is, you know, how this is a really a big family event. They're there. They, the, the drivers, are there, and they usually stay in the infield on these buses and motorhomes and whatnot. And they're there with their wives and their kids, and the kids play together. It's a big family event, and they all hug and they kiss before they get into the cars and they drive away. And you don't know what's going to happen. We watch, and let's be honest, we hope for the crash. We do. Don't, you know? Don't lie to me. You want it. The networks want it too. Because crashes are sexy. It's like the home run in baseball, the long touchdown pass in football. That's what sells. But when it finally happens and it's severe and it, you know, it took on a, for lack of a better word, it took on a life of its own. We all step back. And maybe it's not what we hoped it would be. The good news at this taping of the podcast the guy's going to be okay. He's going to be, he's hurt. And it's amazing that he came through this thing alive. We don't know the severity of his injuries, but at the time of this taping, they're not uh, life-threatening. That's good. Emails, emails, Radio Danny on Facebook. On Facebook, it's Radio Danny. Emails, great way to stay in touch with one another. It's all right. Jump online and write to a friend and stay in touch forever. It's online. All right, from Matt. Is it true that you don't have a car? Why? What is wrong with you? <laughs> okay. Two-part question here, Matt. What uh, is wrong with me? That's a separate podcast. So let's talk about the car here. Cars are a responsibility. You have to pick people up. You have a car payment. You have car insurance. You sometimes, you know, you're the designated driver. Now, it's a, it's a lot worse if you own a pickup truck. You're running everybody's errand. I had an SUV. I had it for about six months. I drove it up here, freaking uh, transmission with. And after a month, I had it. I was $4,500 in the hole on a, on a transmission. I had it up here. I'm like, well, I'm never driving the thing. What's going on? No car, no problems. I'm a Harley guy. I don't worry about a radio. I don't worry about, the only thing I really worry about is rain. I don't have a glove box. Don't have to worry about the air conditioning compressor going. I don't have to worry about the heater. I don't have one. You know, snow means no. Snow means Uber. And that's a pretty, that, that's a good answer for me. <laughs> why, why would I want to leave the house? Are you kidding? Radio Danny on Facebook, okay? Keep those emails coming. I appreciate it. Speaking of Facebook, I do a lot of interesting threads there. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like an experiment for the podcast. And the topic I posted up there this week was women, their hair, and piercings. When should, at what age should a woman cut their hair? Meaning like their hair shouldn't be uh, beyond the uh, length of their shoulders. Uh, should they have a nose piercing? And what is the cutoff age for that? All right, let me, let me tell you what I've learned, all right? 
I have dated a lot of women, all types, all sizes, all professions from doctors. Yeah, believe it or not, I dated a shrink to strippers. Now I know you're not surprised by that. Uh, Here's what I've learned. No particular order. If you have a piercing, you probably smoke. You smoke, you probably have a tramp stamp. You have a tramp stamp, you probably hate your father. You following? All right. Now, if you hate your father, you're good in bed. If you're good in bed, you're probably insecure and batshit crazy. So then what happens is you end up suing me in court or setting my house on fire. That's what I learned there. Now, the hair thing is kind of simple. A lot of ladies aren't going to like it, but a lot of ladies don't want to hear the truth, all right? At 50, you got to get thrifty. That's my catchphrase there. That means a haircut, okay? There's only one Jennifer Aniston out there, and guess what? You know, I'm not a Brad Pitt. You're not Jennifer Aniston, ladies, so cut your hair. Because when you have long hair past your shoulders and you're over 50, you want to know what happens? You look gray and old. Just like I look fat and bald. It's because I am. All right. Moving on. Have you noticed I'm talking a lot more during this podcast? I was looking for, uh, I'm a big fan of audio. I think it re-engages the audience, audience rather. But uh, I, uh, I was looking for audio just to play audio. And I'm thinking, you know what? Less audio, more of me. That's a pretty big fucking win for you. That's a pretty big win. I did find these idiots. Let's see how the liberals are doing. Listen to these nutballs singing about trees. This is great. Here we go. Such a lack of life and sound. <laughs> All that's left is bare, muddy ground. Yeah. A magnificent tree was murdered. A tree. The mighty dollar cut it down. Here it comes right here. There's a, a hole, hole in, in the, the sky where, where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. Sing it. There's a hole, hole in, in the, the sky tree where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. There's a hole in the... I did say more of me was a good thing, right? I make, this is, this is a great story, all right? This is a really good story. I make fun of myself for staying home and being a recluse, but the problem is, I mean, the truth is, I can't deal with it. I have, and I've been diagnosed, right? I have social anxiety disorder, general anxiety disorder. The further I go away from the house and what my safe zone is, then the more likely I am to have a panic attack. And for years, I wouldn't really address this because... Well, I was addressing it with illicit drugs and too much alcohol and, oh, the legal drug, that terrible, terrible drug, Xanax, all right? Right now, I'm drug-free, and I'm dealing with all this shit for the first time in my life. So it's kind of it's kind of weird. And I share this with you because I'm open, I'm honest, and I can't learn, I can't move on, and I can't grow if, if I continue to lie and, and hide myself from the, from the truth. All right, so what does it mean? It means that... If I go where there's a large group of people, anything, I, you know, I'm subjecting myself to a possible problem, all right? All right, so what's my point here? I'm a fan of hair bands. A great white is in town on Saturday. They're playing at a place called Northfield Park. It's a casino here in town. It's, a, it's at a venue that seats uh, 2,600 people, and uh, I'm, uh, I put myself and my buddy Carl in the second row. Why, if you're gonna go big, you be, if you're gonna go, you better go big or you go home. That's that's the way I guess it was supposed to be said. So anyhow, 
Now, the last time I put myself in such a position was in the summer of 2018. I was flying here from West Palm Beach, flying here to Cleveland from West Palm Beach through Charlotte. So I'm in Charlotte. I got, I'm doing the layover, and I, I felt the panic attack coming on. You, you could feel it. It's like just it builds, all right? I'm like, oh, geez, this is not good. So I walk up to three policemen, all right? They're just standing there. They're doing nothing, all right? I go, look, I need some help. I need to go to a private area. I go, what's wrong? I go, I feel the panic attack coming on. I have social anxiety disorder, general. And they stopped me right there. They really didn't give a shit whatsoever. They wanted to go back to doing what they were doing, and that was nothing. I said, why don't you just go to the bar? I'm like, well, that's not what I needed. So I responded by not walking, not turning. I responded by running away. Well, you don't do that in an airport anymore, I guess, even if you're O.J. Simpson. So they followed. I tried to, you know, I go into a bathroom. I'm trying to take my Xanax. So they, they tried to take the Xanax from me. Well, I responded the only way that I could respond. I tried to take their head off. <laughs> Cops don't like it when you try to take their heads off in a, in a, in a bar uh, restroom, that's for sure. So they responded by putting me in handcuffs and leg cuffs and taking me into a Looney Tune hospital. Yeah. My mother... My 79, at that time, 79, yes, yeah, 79-year-old mother had to fly in from West Palm. We had to rent a car, and it took two days to get back home. I'm sitting in some hospital talking to some psychiatrist on Skype, and there you go, cooking pasta, bringing it in, and having me weave baskets out of cooked linguine. And I was seated with this guy. Such right here. a lack of light and sound. <laughs> no, I wasn't. All that's left is bare, muddy ground. Please stop. A magnificent tree was murdered. Good God. The mic- okay, so for some people, it's a, it's a concert coming up on uh, on Saturday night. For me, it's a it's a big test. I'll let you know exactly uh, exactly how it goes. Okay, once again, with my voice is my. Oh, it's time for a change. <clears throat> I need a favor, okay? And also from the rumbling in my stomach, I think I need to have a meal. But if you saw my stomach, you would know that I could probably pass on the meal. What I need you to do is I need to, and a lot of you folks are doing this. And a lot of, I talked to my high school friend on, on, on Facebook, Bill Vondra. I haven't talked to him in probably about 18, 20 years. And his father listens to the podcast. And you know what? That's, that's outstanding. I just, uh, that made my day. And if you could just tell one person, uh, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's uh, LinkedIn, whether it's Twitter, whatever it is, just let them know about this podcast. Because what I want to do is basically cause myself a problem. I want to have something bigger than I can control. All right. Thanks again for listening. You gave me the greatest gift, friends. You gave me your time. And time is the one gift that you can give that you can never get back. We'll talk again on Friday. Have just experienced the truth. And I love all people, rich or poor, but in those particular positions, I just don't want a poor person. Does that make sense? Make sure to tune it again to Danny Land. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Be Danny's Facebook friend at Radio Danny. He'll be sure to send you pictures of his wang. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself. 